0: Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing on in the Gospel of Mark in the 15th chapter. In the previous episode, we looked at the first verse. So let's go back here and read that first verse, and then we'll press on. Mark 15.1 says this. Early in the morning, the chief priest with the elders and scribes and the whole council immediately held a consultation, and binding Jesus, they led him away and delivered him To Pilate. So the religious council had come, they had gathered together, they had received testimony of the people, which they all agreed was false testimony. It was inconsistent testimony. It was perverted testimony. But the religious council, they decided, and we see this in the totality of the Gospels, that Jesus uh, committed blasphemy when Jesus said that he was the Son of God. So now they're going to send him out to the political powers that be, because only the political powers are the ones that can actually grant them the authority to kill him. Now, verse 2, Pilate questioned Jesus. Pilate asked him his question, are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered him, and it says, it is as you say. And actually, uh, the it is as is in italics in the English translation, which means it's not really in the uh, Greek. Jesus just said, you say." So the idea being exactly that, it is, as you say, but it's this, oh, you said it, so, you know, yeah, I agree with what you said. Verse 3, the chief priests began to accuse him harshly. So when Pilate asked him this point-blank question, are you the king of the Jews? He answered him, okay, he said, yes, as you say, and the chief priest just lit into him. But notice the distinction here, notice the difference. The religionist the question they were concerned about is, are you the Son of God? Are you the Christ? Are you the Messiah? And Jesus says, yes, and they go ballistic The determine, okay, he's worthy of death now. When he gets hauled before the political powers that be, he's asked, are you the king of the Jews? They don't care about the Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah, that kind of stuff. They know about that. Okay, They're aware of it because uh, the Romans, they were <laughs> doing this dance with uh, the Jewish people in the land of Israel because they knew uh, uh, what they believed. But what Pilate was really interested in is the threat to his leadership. Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus says, it is as you say. Well, that's the reason the chief priests, man, they start to accuse him because they're wanting to put the final nail in the coffin of Jesus. Or literally, they know, and they did know, the final nail in the cross, right? So, verse 4, then Pilate questioned him again. Do you not answer? See how many charges they bring against you. We've seen that before, hadn't we? Remember two or three episodes before in the previous chapter when Jesus was hauled before? Uh, the religionists there, the religious rulers, and the people were given false testimony. And the high priest says, hey, you're not answering what you're answering. Don't you see these? how they're accusing you? You know, the natural response of the natural, soulish man is to defend self, Okay, to respond against false accusations and things like that. Jesus just stood there silently. And the same thing happened here. Pilate questions him again because now it's not people coming in (coughs) to the religious rulers accusing him. It's the religious rulers that are now accusing him before the political powers, before Pilate. And Pilate picks up on this. Pilate really wanted a reason to let him go. He knew he had a problem here. So Pilate says, do you not answer? See how many charges they bring against you. Verse 5. But Jesus made no further answer. So Pilate was amazed. Pilate was dumbfounded by this. He was amazed that Jesus wouldn't give an answer. And he didn't quite know what to do with this whole thing, okay? Because it was just sort of spinning out of control. Pilate also had received some insight from his wife who had had dreams. We've covered this before, of one of the other Gospels. Had a dream the night before, and she went before her husband and says, hey, don't have anything to do with this guy. Okay? Don't don't do this. Well, let's just press on and see what happens then. Verse 6. Now, at the feast, well, what feast is that? Well, the feast they're in the midst of, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Passover. Now, at the feast... He, that's Pilate, used to release for them any one prisoner whom they requested. Again, that's to ingratiate himself uh, to the Jewish people. So uh, traditionally, there was a prisoner, someone who had been arrested for something. The people could agree and request, and he would release them. Verse 7, the man named Bar-Abbas, Bar-Abbas, Bar-Abbas A-B-B-A, what does Abba mean? Yeah, the name literally means the son of Abba, okay? And Abba is son of a father, or son of a master. Father God, Father Abba, Abba Father. You've heard all those phrases. So Bar means son of Abba. This guy's name was son of the father. He'd been in prison with the insurrectionist who had committed murder in the insurrection. Now, this gives us a little insight in the, the dynamics and what the backstory was. There had been an insurrection. There had been more than one because there were zealots among the Jewish people that wanted to be free from the Roman government. Now, the Jewish religion leaders <laughs> were not among those because they were working hand in glove with that Roman government. They were both sides benefiting. Okay, But these folks wanted to be set free, and they would rebel from time to time. And apparently Barabbas had been a part of one of the insurrections, And there had been people that had been killed. And so they considered Barabbas to be a murderer. He committed murder in the insurrection. Verse 8, the crowd went up and began asking him to do as he had custom to do in the past, asking Pilate, hey, release. It's time to release somebody. So Pilate answered them and said, who do you want me to release for you? You want me to release the king of the Jews? I'll release the king of the Jews. He just said "He's king of the Jews, you're Jews, I'll release him. I'm not threatened by him. (laughs) Yeah. Verse 10, For he was aware that the chief priest had handed him, Jesus, over because of envy. See, Pilate knew. Pilate knew that the only reason that they hauled Jesus up because they were envious, they were scared to death of him, they were terrified of him. Now, he didn't know ultimately why they were terrified of him, because he didn't believe that he was the son of God. (laughs) But those religious rulers knew that there was something going on here. But verse 11, but the chief priest stirred the crowd to ask him to release Barabbas for them instead. Answering again, Pilate said to them, then what shall I do with the one called the king of the Jews? So he said, oh, you don't want me to release the king of the Jews? You want me to release Barabbas? Barabbas, the insurrectionist, we think he's a murderer, he's done all this kind of stuff, you want him? Then what do you expect me to do with the king of the Jews? He was not expecting this response. Verse 13, they shouted back, "Crucifying." I think there's a principle right here we need to learn, folks. (laughs) Leadership is not asking the masses, not asking a mob that had been stirred up, not asking for their advice, not asking for their input, because you're going to get this kind of thing right here. You're going to get crucified. You're going to get crucified. Generally speaking, you've heard me say this many, many times. Generally speaking, the masses are incorrect notice I said generally. So they shouted back, crucify him. But Pilate said to them, why? What evil has he done? But they shouted, all the more, crucify him. Then verse 15, wishing to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas for them. And after having Jesus scourged, he handed him over to be crucified. You see in other gospels that he had him beat, had him scourged, and he was hoping that, that would be enough. Let me tell you what, folks. With bloodlust, it's never enough. Okay? They wanted him crucified because religious rulers had stirred them up because a weak political leader sought to satisfy the crowd, sought to do what he thought would ingratiate them to him. The same thing happens today. It happens politically. Sadly, it happens with religious leadership. It happens in churches, folks. This same mindset, the same thing, and we get the same type of result. Tell you what, it's time for that to change. It's time to do things the way that God has shown us in his word, particularly when it comes to the body of Christ. If you're a leader within the body of Christ, it's time to man up, folks. Learn the word of God, apply the word of God, live the word of God and see what he does. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time. I'll see you later.